didn't know we were going to talk about sports. I love that. I could talk about what? sports like all day. I mean, why do we need to talk about entrepreneurship, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is a new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Women who love sports. This is Women Who Start Up Radio, podcasting from the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado. With 300 days of sunshine, the highest percentage of high school and college graduates in the nation, lots of women entrepreneurs, and more microbreweries than any other U.S. city. Women Who Start Up Radio brings you knowledge, insight, and inspiration from women entrepreneurs and founders. Here are your hosts, Lizelle Van Vuren, founder of Women Who Start Up and CEO of Effectively, and Krista Morgan, co-founder and CEO of P2B Investor. What's happening? Hello, Krista. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Indeed. <laughs> I know. And we actually have, I think, listeners now. This is um, like taken off. Beyond just our family and friends <laughs> and the immediate people in the conference room. I hope so. Are you out there? Hello. <laughs> Anybody out there? <laughs> no, we have some listeners. Actually, an interesting range, right? Let me tell you this much. Podcasting metrics. Difficult. If someone could solve that for me, that's another startup. I'd be happy to work on that because um, it's tough to gauge whom and from where people are tuning in for the podcast. But from some of the website statistics and all that good stuff, we have a wide range of people who are tuning in from actually all over the world. So that's not too shabby. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, everyone from everywhere. We're happy that you're with us. I had a crazy week. How was your week? I don't think it was as eventful as your week. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh, that's maybe, that's maybe true. I, I'm actually very happy to be back. I've been on no less than like eight planes in the last three weeks and I am very tired of yeah. being on planes. Yeah. And well, I haven't seen you in what, like three weeks? Yeah, it's been a while. Cause I, no one's seen me. I've barely been in the office. Yeah. And you know what the craziest thing is? Lucky that them. I, no, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Me. But I will say that I was like not in the office for three, for basically three weeks. I've been traveling nonstop. And you know what? They didn't even need me. Like they, like everything still ran and I wasn't even there. Isn't that the coolest thing? I mean, it's and sad. No, but it's (laughs) It's good, good, but also sad. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm happy. I feel empowered by that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have a, we have a good team. You want to tell me about your week? I mean, in more depth, you want to just roll into some stuff here? Yeah. I have a crazy story. I don't really know where this is going to, this is going to take us. But, um, so this week I was in New York. We're at this big conference, two and a half thousand people, all this energy about our industry. It was awesome. And on the Wednesday, I mean, I must have done, I don't know, six or seven VC meetings because we're trying to just tell our story to everyone, try to figure out who's interested, who wants to keep talking, right? So I, uh, I meet with all these VCs and at the end of the day, one of the VCs that I had seen earlier kind of, I sort of walk by him and he, and I'm like, Oh, hey. And he says, Hey. And, and, and he looks at me. He's like, you know, you're really popular today. And I, I think implying, cause I think he'd seen me just chatting to a couple of other people. And I said, well, and I laughed and I said, yeah, like, well, I was like, obviously I have like the hottest new receivable startup. Like, of course I'm popular. And he said, he said, it's because you're the pretty one. What? And I, it like got to me, Lizelle. Like I, and I, we're actually having a big debate because I kind of wrote this, this article and, and I felt, and I think the more time that goes by, 
and putting it into perspective. But I have to be honest with you, I felt, uh, really, I felt all kinds of things crushed. Yeah. It's funny because there's a part of me and I, I wrote about this, like there's part of me that has always wanted to be the pretty one. Like I did not, I was not like, I did not like grow up. Like people were like, Oh, you're so pretty. Be like, Oh, you're smart. Oh, you're ambitious. Oh, you're nice. I was the night. I've been the nice one a lot. Um, and so here I am to have someone say you're the pretty one. There's part of me that wanted to be like, Oh, that's, you think I'm pretty? Oh, I'm so happy. And yet I was like, I kind of wanted to just be like, fuck you. <laughs> I did not like these people. I'm not popular and successful at this show because I'm pretty. I'm here because I'm rocking it. And because our company is rocking it. And because people want to be, you know, involved with us. And I was like, why would you say that to me? And like, why? Like, it was just like, he specifically had to say they're like, you're popular because you're the pretty one. Hmm. Like, what's up with that? So I'm kind of in a turmoil of emotion on on the back of that yeah. trying to just figure out what is it that's upsetting me because I, I probably shouldn't care and who cares yeah you know but yeah well okay so so that's a, a whale yeah just landed yeah sorry about that no people. It's <laughs> i guess there's just a part of me that really hopes that isn't true and i know it isn't true what isn't true like i just don't i really don't want to feel like i'm one of this handful of female CEOs, you know, and I, you just never want to believe that people are only interested because of the way that you look. Like you just hope it's all substance. And I know that it isn't true, but I just can't help now, but just feel like, well, you know, I don't know. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. And I think it's important. I think it's going to be important for anyone listening in. And it's important because uh, no other female entrepreneur who has experienced something in the range of what you've experienced didn't walk through the process of going, well, I'm not even really sure what I'm supposed to feel right now. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is really important. I think it's really, 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 really important. And I think we can explore it a little bit if you wanted to. So for one thing, as a young CEO, there's that. As a female CEO... Well, there's that. Yeah. <sighs> As a CEO in the financial technology spectrum of things, well, there's that. Okay. And that's you. Okay. So I was watching a little bit. Um, and I believe the conference you're referring to, I saw on Twitter, you know, you were on stage with, you know, what, four or five other older dudes, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and not to be, folks, you know, like, if you're listening in, I, I'm not being funny about stuff. I'm just saying it like it is. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, uh, you know, Krista, you, you're in the financial, you know, fintech, as we call it for short, but in the financial technology world of things. And let's be honest, uh, women aren't exactly, um, prevalent, you know, more marginalized yeah. still. And, but it's changing. Mm-hmm. The funny thing, the one, not that any of this is funny, really. Like, it actually really isn't funny. It's like, actually, it's it's important that it's not laughed off, but it's also important that it doesn't ruin the rest of your year, right? Yeah. And, and I'm I, not saying it does for you. I'm just saying it does for anyone. But the point, what got to me is that I have definitely, I've seen an attractive woman get somewhere and think, 
the thought has crossed my mind. She is really attractive. And did she get there because she was attractive? And then I felt bad about, really bad about that. And then I, I was actually, one of the things I started in the article was I wrote, you know, I'll see my niece. Like little, you know, neat. And I'm like, oh, you're so pretty. You're going to grow up and be so beautiful. Like I should be like, you're going to grow up and be a CEO. Like what's wrong with me that I say that? You know, I think it's just this idea that being pretty, being attractive is what we should aspire to. And I, and it, the whole situation brought me to the realization that I actually don't want to be, I, I don't need my self worth to come from the way that I look. It is now comes from the confidence that I feel as CEO, as a founder, as, you know, a leader. And it's like, I'm like, well, I don't want you to like me. Like, I don't want people to like me because of the way I look. I just, it's not about that anymore. So no need to downplay that. Those are empowering words, especially to other women of all ages. There is, I'm sorry, no woman on this planet. <laughs> I can't speak for the planet, of course, and I'm not trying to, that doesn't understand the concept of self-worth being related to external perception, hmm. a.k.a. how the fuck you look. Imagine being brilliant and being up against maybe not being the prettiest girl in the room. It's a yeah. real fucking thing. And, you know, we live in a society where self-worth has this social norm of, you know, being required to what? Also be packaged in this beautiful <clears throat> box with a silk ribbon. Okay, so what you touched on today is unconscious bias, okay? Yeah, because yeah, he would never have said that to a guy, ever. If if I had been a man out meeting with all the VCs, he would have come up and like it would have, it was like he was he trying to say to me. But he would also never have said that if he was a gay man, and maybe he sure. would have. That's well, because there's all sorts of dynamics. Yeah, that's true. It's it's it, so this is the tough thing. Yeah. There's always context. We don't know what we don't know. We are very sensitive in the time and age that we are in when it comes to social norms, when it comes to sexism, when it comes to racism. Uh, there's a lot of sensitivity towards all these things. And I think the best thing to come out of this, it's important to hear these stories. It's important to bring them to life. It's important to share them. Not because we're here to shame people. I, I, I can't stand that. It's about, we can do better. Yeah, we can. That's, we can do you're better. Exactly right. You know what? I'll just call him John. John, <laughs> I appreciate that. I guess. I appreciate that you think I'm pretty, but it has nothing to do with the fact that I haven't slept in a week, I have cried for two years, I have busted my lady balls to get where I've gotten, and you look pretty too in your boring suit. <laughs> and I am saying that with a little bit of humor because we have to find ways for us to, oh, like take a breath. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's uh, just a... Yeah a psychological behavior or response to just going, did you really just try and diminish everything I've been working on for three plus years by telling me I fucking look pretty and that's yeah. why I've been succeeding? So listen, let me put it this way. From one entrepreneur in the Denver startup community to another entrepreneur, I commend you for sharing this story. I'm proud of you. You are an outstanding fucking example of a young CEO. Quite frankly, I said this earlier to, you know, your VP of marketing. I was 
worried when you're going to stumble into your first experience of, I experienced it, finally. Yeah. And I want you to know that we've all got your back, <laughs> men and women. I mean, I'm serious. Yeah. And, like, these are instances that make you stronger, that does not make you question what you're doing, you know? And I'm telling you, I was on Twitter, like, uh, this past week, like, watching you at this conference, because Brian Sparks, one of your, you know, new employees, was sharing and stuff. And I saw you up there, you know, there was Krista Morgan with, you know, young, vibrant, brilliant female CEO sitting between, like, all those men. And I was just thinking, fuck yeah, dude. Like, seriously, I was like, I was like, really? Like, I was proud. I was like, right on. And I retweeted that. And I was like, that is so cool. And I thought, okay, when I see her on Friday, I better let her know. And so <laughs> what more appropriate time to yeah to share that. So as you experience the toughness of raising money, because that's hard alone, <laughs> you know, people are going to say stuff and you're going to have a choice. How you respond to it what you do with it, and then how you move forward. You know what, Lizal, this is exactly why I love doing this podcast. Yeah. Thank you for such nice, uh, for saying such nice things. And you know what, it's true. Because at the end, I thought about it and I was like, I'm not going to let this guy, and the one thing he said at the last, as I was walking out of the conference that I'd just been working at for two days, and I thought, no, like, I just killed it at this conference, you know, and, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm really, really proud. And I was really proud to be up on that panel. I was one of the only women, you know, to speak over the course of two days. Yeah. Let alone, you know, and you could say, and I don't want to be ageist right now, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you were not just the woman on the stage. I mean, you were also young. Yeah. But this is the beautiful thing. This is the new norm. Yeah. We're, Integrating. It's about integration, right? Young, old minds colliding, innovating, disrupting, old things, old, old industries. I know you're not done talking about it. No, I think, I think we'll, I think we'll, it'll evolve. Yeah. And I think you'll have plenty to share and, and, and there's, there's big lessons in there. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. So what do we, what do you, do you have anything to tell us from the week or should we jump right into companies we're crushing on? Oh my God. Let's just, let's just like, let's just, jump let's right just get crushed. Okay. Or let's get crushing on some peeps that we absolutely adore. You share with me what you've been crushing on. Well, so mine, cause I was at this conference. Mine are all other online lenders. Cause it's kind of cool actually <laughs> to go to an industry conference and see people that you only see in press releases and yep. on the, and on like in the news and you meet them and they're real people and they're actually awesome. That's cool. You know, and like, and DealStruck just raised a pile of money and it's not a female CEO, but it's actually their chief strategy officer was running her own company and Ooh. you know, now she's, part of their leadership team and I just saw her, uh, Candace and she's awesome. And it was, 
it was so nice to like talk to another senior woman in the space and see their companies succeeding. Realty Mogul, which is run by Jillian, who she's a female CEO in our space. And I was just reminded how much I like her and how smart uh, and brilliant she is in the real estate crowdfunding space. And then obviously Lending Club, you know, and I think they were the kind of first and original online lender. And I watched them open the conference and their CEO, he was, you know, he was cool. And just like, they're so smart. And I just thought to myself, I'm so proud to be part of an industry that is like really just getting started. Mm -hmm. And people, there are like a lot of smart people doing really cool shit. And I am just, I was like pumped to be a part of it. Yeah. Inspired. Yeah. Yeah, Totally inspired. Yeah. Like there's innovation, there's like new ideas and hopefully that overshadows any other of the small little kernel of crap. Exactly. So there you go. So that's my my list. And you know, I don't know much about that world of yours. So it's always interesting to learn that kind of stuff. All right. So I would be lying if I didn't say that I am mad crushing on Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos, self-made billionaire. She has been working on Theranos, which is health tech for 10 years. Okay. Um, talk about someone who is more disciplined than any educator has ever had the opportunity to teach in an entrepreneurship class. Um, she's been working on this for 10 years. I'm pretty sure she started this at like seriously like 19 or something. Uh, I think she's a Harvard, Harvard, um, Stanford. She's Stanford. Excuse me. Thank you. And I've been following her probably for six to nine months. When I experienced 10, 10, 10 recently and explored the health tech space, of course, she was mentioned a ton more. She is just now in context of her company, Theranos. Basically, she's reinventing blood. Here's the beautiful story, and I'll make it very, very quick and short. She hated giving blood from a health perspective. Like, she's afraid of needles. So what did she do? She has built one of the biggest companies based on completely disrupting how people give blood to get any type of tests done. So basically, you take this tiny little kit that just kind of like a diabetic would prick their finger for a couple of drops of blood, and they have patented what's called a nanovial. It is the tiniest vial that takes several of drops of your blood that can literally then be shipped back really fast. And the same day, you can get your blood results and you can do up to 30 plus types of blood result uh, stuff. The reason this is f- phenomenal, it's, well, one, uh, when last did you go to the doctor for your annual and they took vials and vials and vials and vials of your blood, Okay. It's a lot of blood that you're giving up. You feel woozy, it's shitty. Who likes to give that much blood? I don't. And this is disruptive. Not only is your blood work now going to be given back to you on an application with metrics that then you can share within this wellness ecosystem of yours, which is where we're going from a health perspective, I'm tell you what. You got to look into Elizabeth Holmes. You got to look into Theranos. Like I said, she is... If, I mean, uh, quite frankly, she's been all over the news this past week. CBS did a quite a bit of nice features of her. She was in Arizona because they signed in some new bill and, um, big things, seriously, big things for Theranos. I would keep an eye on that company and what a dedicated female CEO that's like building an enterprise. I'm not kidding, an enterprise. I love it. 
do Elizabeth a Google search. Holmes. You know what we should do? We should make it our mission to have her on the show. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't know. Elizabeth Holmes, if you're ever listening to this podcast. Right. You have an invitation whenever, whenever you knock, want. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes. Please come <laughs> please. and, and share with us your dedication to wanting to change the world, um, through the power of a couple of drops of blood. Seriously, I'm, I, I'm like, my mind is blown by how cool of a company she's building. I'll finish and wrap up with Merge Lane, one of the very first Female startup-oriented accelerators had a pitch practice round with all of their startups. So I got a really cool introduction of six of the eight startups. They are phenomenal, phenomenal people. Strong teams. And, and they're such an eclectic group, so it's just a great portfolio. One of them is Canadian. Oh, yeah? She's a Montrealer. Zaza. So Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth up from Zaza Rai, that she makes this awesome. Yeah, like cheesecake. It's like vegan, it's paleo, paleo. gluten-free, paleo. It's just deliciousness. It's amazing. You can buy that Zaza Raw products at uh, like Whole Foods and everywhere. Yeah. But I'll quickly say the Merge Lane startups. So they're okay. Mapistry. Um, they're building a platform for permits and they're like disrupting a space which is untouched. So that's kind of interesting. Quick zip, basically reinventing fitted sheets. So they started with baby fitted sheets and now they're going to, you know, like king and queen size beds and then for elderly folks and they're basically disrupting a fitted sheet, which is brilliant. And they're making millions of dollars and I wish them the best. It's like brilliant. I'm like, (laughs) how come I didn't think of that? Idacity. Okay. These two women, they are a power team. I swear to God. Uh, talk about like data economist, brilliant minds. Uh, I believe they're both from New York City. So Idacity, data and visualization platform that makes global financial data usable. Basically, they're aggregating public financial information and by way of what they're building, their platform, it's like spitting out these brilliant stories. And it's, it's like, it's just like never been done. Like financial information has never been aggregated and constructed in a story that can help a business, you know, position themselves better. It's quite fascinating. So I would check out Audacity, man. They're up to big things. Tomboy X, how cool are they? Lifestyle, um, clothing brand. And apparently they're confirming that all women of all walks of life, whether from the C-suite uh, conference room to like the tennis court, have an inner tomboy in them. And now they have a full clothing line. They go from jeans to uh, button-down shirts, but it's definitely for like tomboyish women. And then they're just doing great and they're really, really amazing people. And you mentioned Zaza. So they have a healthy snack that's paleo, vegan, gluten-free. It's quite delicious, really. And if you're into it's organic amazing. goods, Zaza is delicious. I didn't see August pitch last night, but they are a forecasting tool for pharma and biotech, so that should be interesting. Sugar Wish is very cool because it's an e-commerce gift company where the recipient gets to pick exactly what they want, which is brilliant because you send them a Sugar Wish. So let's say you wanted to give someone a really cool gift. Mm -hmm. Send them a Sugar Wish because then you go as the recipient and you choose anything you want that gives you your, your little sugar buzz, right? It could be organic, it could be gluten-free, it could be, you know, whatever. It could be more healthy. It could be just like total go crazy on jelly beans, whatever it is. Mm. And um, they've been doing 
exceptionally well from a business to business standpoint. People love giving a sugar wish gift. So it's something unique to consider if you're running businesses out there. And then finally, Havenly, which is really cool. Um, they're building a really cool platform for interior design. Check them out. I mean, I'm seriously, I'm blown away. I go, I'm going to demo day. And it's all female CEOs, right? It's all female run companies. Yes. So at least one of the founders is, is female. And these are just solid women who are building solid businesses. So that's wonderful to have here in Boulder, Colorado. So very cool. I so love I was it. crushing on all of them. And that's enough crushing, really. I mean, that's, oh my God. That is too much crushing. Too much crushing. Like, <laughs> I love all these no companies. No one's going to be able to, to stay on top of it, but it is really cool to see all those female run companies. Um, all right. So I think right before we go into our guest, do we need to say anything about equal pay day? Cause that was like the big Twitter news this week. Yes. Yes. What are we, what are we saying about it? Women need equal pay. I love it. I mean, every fucking day every is day. <laughs> equal pay day. And the funny thing is, is I went crazy on Twitter, of course, and social media about equal pay day. And funnily enough, on one of my Twitter handles ran into a gentleman who felt that he had the right to voice his opinion beyond, um, here's the thing. Very, very long story. Very short. Cause it's really insignificant. All right. Um, the Department of Labor mm-hmm. shares all sorts of cool data about equal pay day, right? Yeah. And I shared that. I didn't write the data. I didn't aggregate the data. I didn't do any of the data. But um, God knows that was an invitation for some guy to, uh, you know, share his plentiful of opinions about the data is wrong, it's incorrect, 78% is not right, blah, blah, blah. And I said, quite frankly, and unapologetically, uh, uh, non-friendly, um, <laughs> show me the data that you're referring to that debusts, if you will, what the Department of Labor is saying. I can't stand a troll. Yeah. I can't stand an online bully either. And I cannot stand when you actually there's two kinds of people online. One who's willing to learn and have a conversation with other human beings, and another one who would like to tell the fucking world how he or she wants it to look, feel, and be shaped. And those are not the kinds of people that I wish to share uh debate with because you can't get through to those people. Mm-mm. And let me be frank about something. When someone shares a simple article on social media, that's it. If you want to start a conversation around the topic of an article, have at it. But don't tell people how to think. And certainly don't do it in a bashful asshole way. I think that's a life lesson right there. Don't And if be anyone's an still asshole. confused about women <laughs> not being paid equally yeah. to men, you are mistaken. It is a fact. Yeah. It is not one to one. However, this planet is one to one. I just did the research. We are over, you know, 7 billion people on the planet Earth. And you realize that we have a one-to-one ratio from male to female. Okay? So equally, the planet is balanced. We are not balanced in context of any industry and any social norm. Um, and so there is plenty work left to be done. And there has been a tremendous amount of stuff that has been accomplished. And we never want to overlook that. There has been 
amazing men and women who have made a lot of amazing changes. Yeah, but we got to keep the fight going. You know, and shit, it's not you even, gotta... Yeah, and it's not even about like, it's just, we're a powder, a, a, a part of the change. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we're a powder keg. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like a powder I keg I feel like a powder today. keg. Yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of, um, don't shush people when, uh, when they're, we're continuing to speak of things which needs to be squashed. Yeah, that's the thing. Because people are like, oh, I already know about equal pay. And I'm like, yeah, but until it's fixed, we have to keep saying it. Like, yeah. there's really... Equality, diversity, yeah. uh, no more bloody racism, all those stuff. I'm sorry, every day is a good day to talk about that stuff in a positive like way in order for us to change it. You know what I mean? And hashtag equal pay day. And Apps. hashtag women disrupt. Share yeah. your thoughts on Equal Pay Day. So we have a theme this week. Theme. 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 theme is <laughs> theme. <laughs> staying healthy. Uh, we're talking personal health and business health. Mm-hmm. And I actually have been thinking about this a lot because I've been traveling like crazy. Yep. I've been super stressed. Yep. And I've noticed that things like lack of exercise and alcohol consumption <laughs> have like... Making you a crazy person? <laughs> They are making me crazy. And I actually, today, I, I've been sort of thinking, like, I really got to detox. Like, I just got to kind of take a step back. And then every time I think about it, I'm like, shit, then I have a happy hour with someone. And what am I going to do? So someone was like, Chris, like, can we go grab a drink? And I emailed them back and I said, yes, but how about we make that drink tea? Because I really got to detox. Nice. And I just thought that. that that was like the... I'm going to start asking people for tea. And I just forced myself to not say, sure, wine. I love wine because I do love wine. I love that. <laughs> and you know, a lot of, and we're lucky to be here in Colorado because yeah. a, a lot more meetings, especially in Boulder, dude, you'll do hiking meetings and walking meetings yeah. any given day. I can't tell you how many meetings I take sometimes with someone in Boulder who's walking. And the next thing I know, I hear like a gushing waterfall. I'll be like, are you going down the creek? And they're like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, honest to God, I should be there with you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's important to, to change that stuff. Here's the one thought I want to make sure I also note. Okay. Note. I believe that personal growth and personal health goes hand in hand with success, especially as an entrepreneur. If your body's beat to shit, your mind is down in the dumps. How do you think your company's going to perform? What it ain't. I, I mean, but I'm there's two to vehicles. Push through it, I get it. And we, sometimes we have to. Sometimes yeah. we have to survive on like no sleep. Yeah. And you travel a ton. So sometimes you have to eat airport food or whatever. Yeah. But I think there are small little life hacks that we can talk about more and you just know better. Okay. You just know better. I so do, I think, I, do know I think that small initiative of saying, let's do a, let's go grab a cup of tea. Yeah. Rather than let's go get hammered because then you're going to ruin the rest of my night. And after tea, I could still go and like do yoga, hit the gym yeah. Yeah, or exactly. go yeah. to Pilates or go for a walk with the pup, you know, whatever. Mm. So, okay. Awesome. So it's episode six and we're talking about staying healthy. And like Krista said, it's both, both about personal health and business health. So we have a guest today. We have the wonderful Cheryl Kelland in the house. Woo! Woo! The crowd cheers! <laughs> They're going crazy! Yeah, she's not shy. Um, and, uh, it's going to be wonderful for our listeners. Um, Cheryl, it's amazing to have you in the house. I love being here. Thank you for being here. Um, you are an entrepreneur. I am. You are mom of four. Four, uh huh. And you are an Iron Man. Boom! Why is it not an Iron Woman? 
I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. She's an like, Iron Man, but she's a woman. Just get go read it up. Exactly. Done. End of story. Okay. Well, um, it's amazing to have you here at Woman Who Startup Radio with Krista and I. I met you a little while ago because I had the privilege of kind of experiencing 101010, a very unique entrepreneurial yep. playground with the theme of, of health technology. So it was a pleasure to spend, what, 11 days together? A lot of time. It was, great. Of time. It was so great. It was so <laughs> much great. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Not at all. No, it was, it was amazing. And that was in February. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we touched base back in in February this mm-hmm. year, which is now what, a couple of months ago. Yes. You had a lot of changes as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You have, you are the founder and we're the CEO of Be a Sport, one of the, the number one rated fitness wearable on Amazon. Thank you very much. Right on. Tell us a little bit about, yeah, what Be a Sport was, is, and why I'm using the context of was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I will not cry. Um, so Bio was my company. It was um, a multi-sport GPS watch designed around the needs of female athletes. So smaller, lightweight, and really designed um, super cute, but technology that didn't get in your way. So it had um, was the first connected sports watch out there. So when you were done, your data went online. It had an SOS safety alert if you got into trouble in solo workouts. It would live track your races so your family knew where to cheer you on on the course. Um, it was pretty damn fabulous. Yeah. And I had started the company about four years ago. Clearly, like, necessity is the mother of invention. I needed this product. Everything else out there sucked. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I mean like, so... I, I was like, and then, like, and then, yeah, and then I thought it was a good idea to build consumer electronics because <laughs> these products suck too much. I wouldn't want to have to read that instruction book, so I'll just learn to build one myself, uh-huh. which probably tells you more everything you need to know about me. Ambitious. So we built beautiful consumer electronics that people from Apple were like, did we do this? You know, Hmm. customers loved it. Top rated device on Amazon. Um, but it's a hard haul raising money for hardware. Um, if this wasn't a podcast and you could see me in person, you know, I'm a middle aged woman. (laughs) Harder to raise money as a middle aged woman. Hmm. Also hard to raise money as a middle aged woman when you don't have like babies or puppies showing up on your pitch deck, but Mm -hmm. other middle aged women in spandex. Mm -hmm. Not, it just doesn't sell to the VC community, maybe. Hmm. But um so we bootstrapped and we struggled and we kickstarted. Um we started shipping a year ago. But you know, when you and I last saw each other, Liz Lizelle, I was talking about how we were at the point that I couldn't bootstrap and struggle. I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. There was no way we could keep going and for me to stay to stay healthy. Mm. Actually, the last time we saw each other was probably about a month ago, yeah. and I had just crossed that threshold of this had to be about my health. And even maybe we could have squeezed a few more weeks, I could have tried something else, that it was really time to cut it off because it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted to be doing anymore. It wasn't making me happy. It wasn't healthy for me or my family anymore. Mm. So about two weeks ago... Three weeks, about four weeks ago now, right. told our customers that their devices would shut down at the beginning of April. Right. And we shut them down at the beginning of April. So. And that was a hard day. I read the blog. Oh my gosh. I know. It was really a hard day. And what is that book that you always reference? Which, Rosie Revere, would you Engineer. Which you, which she introduced to me, um, seriously, like thinking about reading her blog, I sat in my home office and I literally teared up and I went and immediately downloaded and bought Rosie Revere Engineer onto my 
iPad, and I sat there crying for just like a couple of minutes, and I thought, if I could just like embrace like every entrepreneur who's had to deal with the unbelievable experience of, it's not failure, it's just, it's it's the hardship, it's just the, the, the fucking constant like fight of it all sometimes, and sometimes loving it so much that you're like, I've got to step away. Yep. Because, like that even yep. like oh it gets me like yep. right now <laughs> i know it gets it gets me to that yeah, book always and makes me i have cry. so much respect for for you i really Thank do you. i followed be a sport since basically it existed it was before wearables even existed i didn't know what the fuck this was but i thought it was cool as shit and of course if you know me a little bit like i'm really addicted and into wearable technology it's like super cool and this was this was a while ago. It was 2012 that we did our Kickstarter. So yeah, I mean, you were a wearable before wearable was a word. Oh yeah, I, I was like before hardware was being funded. They looked at me and like, no, we don't fund hardware, crazy lady. Yeah. yeah. So and so was it all about the fundraising mm. that you shut it down? It was like you just we, couldn't we were get out enough of money. Capital. We were, I mean, we were on fumes like from the moment we shipped. We barely skidded to the finish line of shipping, and. Yeah, I mean, we were, we, we did grassroots word of mouth marketing on, you know, single digit, a single digit thousands budget in a space that's super competitive and noisy and got super competitive and noisy. Mm. Um, and, you know, we had hit certain milestones and I looked at going back out to raise again and I could have raised, but it wasn't enough to sort of get us out of the hole we were in and it, to allow me to go to the team and say, I now have the resources for you to get the best, you know, for us to get the best out of your talents, to make your talents and all the hard work you're putting in and all the amazing things you're doing. It's not going to pay off. Like it, I can't give it enough pop. And then I looked at myself and I was like, you know what? I don't want to struggle through that anymore. I'm not learning. I'm not growing. And it's taking a toll on me mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, I started getting antsy to do something yeah. else. And, you know, 10, 10, 10 was actually a really important part of that because, I mean, I had been in a funk for a pretty long time, oh, yeah. like a pretty dark headspace, probably since around the holidays. Yep. And 10, 10, 10 was great because all of a sudden I was in this environment. My mind was popping again. And I was like, holy crap, there's all these things I'm actually really good at. Yeah. I don't suck. Yeah. I'm actually super good at a whole bunch of stuff that other people can't do. And I also started realizing, and I've learned a whole bunch of stuff from that Bia thing. And like, <laughs> I still am not, I can't, in my mind, deep inside, there, it's still a failure. I still failed. So I can't fully own the success from it yet. And I'm working hard to, I'm speaking at a few conferences on wearables. I've been invited to talk to those. So I'm trying to, Move Tell the story, it. but yeah, reposition, mostly reposition it in my head. Yep. But I got to the point that, you know, what I wanted to do next was more important than any, you know, any investor's money, any vendor's money, the time my team had put in. It's like, it was time to move on. Yeah. So. And I mean, for our listeners listening, it's not that you didn't love and adore and respect every one of your community oh members because you didn't think of them as consumers. <sighs> no. These were, I mean, you launched a wearable for 
athlete moms. That was your audience. And these women, through your Kickstarter campaign, and mind you, one of the most badass Kickstarter campaigns I've ever heard of in my life, you had a minimum goal of $400,000. And God knows, (laughs) you had that community fucking rally for you. And when you tell that story, you literally, like make my hair stand up (laughs) on my head and my like heart is full and it's just incredible and so that had to be a lot if you could have seen the inbound emails we got when we sent out our announcement i I mean i just i felt so great i mean the stories the heartfelt i felt so grateful and so thankful and the stories people said of you know how we had motivated them or inspired them to do something different, you know, and it was, you know, all of them, every single one was, I love this product. And it was about so much more Mm. than this product. It was so heartwarming. We were ready to get annihilated with hate mail. And it was just like this outpouring of love and support. And these stories of inspiration about what these people that had been, you know, had gone out and done with that little bit of spark, like it made it really, it made it really fulfilling. Amazing. It was, yeah, it was, it's been a pretty emotional month around it. Um, and it was, what was good for me personally was so many of them were like, we can't wait to see what you do next. Oh my God. Right. Which was like, okay, this is going to be okay. Yeah. Like this is what it's all about. We're all going to move the ball forward a little bit and learn more and, it's not and failure. Go on. Right. It's not failure. It's a step to whatever's next. So, so what, so what's crazy. the big lesson you take with you as you move into your next venture? Like, what do you think is the thing you're going to do? And I think it's, it's still pretty raw. It's, yeah, the new one is, it is still, I mean, you oh. just mentioned you had some news today, but Dude. I think that's a, that's a profoundly great question. That yeah. Crystal just asked. That is yeah. a good, um, as far as you know, I, anyway. yeah. Like, oh, there's, well, there's a few different things. Like, there's a, you know, the aspect of how, what I'm gonna, it's, this is, was a tricky one for me. Cause it's like the, oh, your company didn't work out. So what are you going to do different next time? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, a, the reason we didn't work out is not because, you know, we were stupid and unprepared or we spent, spent burnt money on the wrong things or focused yeah. the wrong way or didn't know how to get where we wanted to go. We did have a lot of trouble fundraising. So I'm looking at any new venture, very, um, I'm thinking about fundraising from the start and who that would be and what they would need to see and how to really craft it at a deep level into a business model. Cause it's not enough to have a business that, you know, in a big market space that you ship a product that everyone loves. There's other things that go on. There's investor emotions. There's, you know, expect the market, expect everything's going to take three times as long. What's the market going to look at five years down the road, not two years? Cause that's when you might be raising, you know, so some, I'm just more conscious of it from the mm. start. Maybe a little bit because I have a chip on my shoulder because I'm going to raise what I want this time and it's going to happen. It's going to be awesome. Um, so I think from that perspective, like just from a pure structure perspective, that's, you know, that's what I'll do different from a personal perspective. I didn't get paid for four years. Mm-hmm. I've got four kids and I was the primary breadwinner. It has taken a toll on my family mm-hmm. and I'm going to draw a line with that. There's, there's a, yeah. bu- a bunch of work we're doing right now forming out the idea, but we're going to cross a line and I'm not going to start to work on it and build it unless there's funding that goes with it. I need a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't, 
that's just what it is because that's what's going to be right for me and my family. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I had a conversation with a woman this morning who's here and she was talking about raising a seed round and she was like, Krista, I really need, like, I am the breadwinner in my mm-hmm. family and I need my seed round, like, to have salary and investors are telling me that I shouldn't, like, that somehow I shouldn't be entitled to take money as part of it. Bullshit. And I yeah. know. And this is you what You know I'm, what? The right investor yeah. knows that you should never cripple an innovator. Right. You should always give them not like a, you don't need a no, double no, six figure no, salary. None of us would take a full market salary. Good we want to put everything into the company, we'll but we'll go get a fucking job for that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But a good investor is going to be like, support you in taking what you need to get rid of the stress that comes with not getting a paycheck. Like, because yeah. it really is stressful. I mean, I didn't yeah. take a salary for two. I mean, it was, it's probably been six months of like consistent yep. salary. And I'm like, this is cr-. after three and a half years, yep. you yep. know, with a company. And yep. I can't tell you what doing my taxes for 2014 did to me. <laughs> I, I literally, I, I had one of the darkest fucking days in my career as an entrepreneur because, you know, I didn't pay myself once last year. Everything was poured into women who start up yep. or effectively. It was hard. I found myself even having an argument with my CPA and I was like, listen, if you don't understand how fucking hard it was yeah. to walk away with such a loss yep. because I have invested so much mm-hmm. into so much, so many other people. I have paid so many other people. I have yep. built so many things. I haven't made a dollar. Yep. And I don't, I'm not upset about that. It's just tough. Yep. You it need is. to have empathy. And if you don't have empathy, it's because you don't know what it's like yep. to be an entrepreneur. And sometimes it is just amazing to be surrounded by other entrepreneurs because then you can like really on a, a deep rooted level, just be like someone can just respect the level of it's hard sometimes, yeah. you know, and the awesomeness. Like yeah, there's plenty right. of awesomeness to it. Like we're, you know, we don't want yeah. to downplay the awesomeness to it. No, it's so great. I mean, look, I'm about to do it again, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> we're a bunch that of is, narcissists. That is amazing. <laughs> and, and listen, I really, I really commend you for that because I don't know. I just don't, I don't know how I would, how I would handle what you're handling. And yeah. it's pretty impressive Thanks. that you're sitting here and you don't seem to be falling apart at all. You seem <laughs> like you've, <laughs> you know, you've got a plan and like you've gone through a tough yeah. time, but you're going to go do something else. And I, you know, I think that is, um, it, it just says that in and of itself says more about you as an entrepreneur than whether or not your company and then, succeed, like sort of right. succeeded in well, the, think in about the it. We hear stories terms, yeah. all the time about, you know, this, you know, hotshot Silicon Valley male founder and his company's going gangbusters and, you know, his five companies before burnt through this much money and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wait a minute. Someone else is allowed to have, you know, five companies before that didn't turn out great. And, you know, they're still revered as a superstar. Yeah. Like, I think... For me, mentally, it's hard to fully absorb that and own yeah. that, but I'm trying to because, well, fuck, I should be able to, right? Like, dude, I'm no different than that. Yeah. But I think, you know, as I don't want to pull the women card here, but we have to start telling that story because guess what? We're not all going to win every time. Oh, no. And we have to, we're going to learn more. Like, we've got to get our failures on us because that's the way we're going to get our successes. That happens to everyone. So okay. if I can't tell that story, it's like lost learning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of, that's my take on it right now. We'll see. Well, and you've had, you had a ton of success with the company, right? You put product out, successful yeah, Kickstarter campaign. consumer hardware. Shit, like, it couldn't get harder. Right, exactly. Yeah. You find <laughs> someone else that's done that and like did it on like jump change. Like, 
Dude, you did it on negative change. Like, yeah. It was ridiculous. I mean, less than a million and a half dollars. We shipped yeah. beautiful consumer hardware. That's like that complex. Worked. It worked wonderfully. And yeah. continued to work. Yep. Exactly. Still working. Still working. Well, still working. Yeah. It does. It the actually hardware does. works. Yeah, yeah. The hardware works. It just doesn't upload to the cellular connection. So yeah, yeah I'm like, I'm great. You go try to do that too. And you tell me how it works out. Right. So yeah. yeah. So th- yeah. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to own it a little bit better. Um, yeah. again, having 10, 10, 10 happen right then to give me something positive it was like- about myself and an idea that I could sort of, you know, get excited about was really, it happened Tiny, at the right? right. It was so serendipitous. I, f- I felt the same. Yeah. And both of us, I believe, the last were month. like lost, like in the last like week or two. Well, you like were like four, the lost day. I know, like the last 48 hours. <laughs> I was like totally serendipitous. Yeah. This was meant to be. So it's been, um, it's been great. Cause that also introduced me to the, the community, the larger, yeah, the larger yeah. starter community in the area. Cause I was new. Yeah. So, um, so it's fabulous. And like, you know, there's good things that happen to it, right? I'm new here. Yeah. Well, because we moved from LA because four years without a salary, we couldn't afford to live in California anymore. Yeah. But, uh, best move ever. Yeah. Well, right? yeah, I wanted to m- mention to the listeners, you know, you are from the Valley mm-hmm. for a long time and you a have very a long time. You have a profoundly amazing 20 year career. I mean, you've worked for them all. I have. Adobe, I've seen everything. Fail. Yeah. yeah uh, E-Trade, E-Trade right after they went public. Adobe, Yahoo during the good years. Right. I've done a bunch of startups. I did the, the the startup boom and bust where there was a sock puppet. I did the startup <laughs> boom and bust like before the great recession. Like I've, I've seen it all. Uh-huh. And, and you moved to the Boulder because you know what, you know what the beautiful thing is sometimes I, I love hearing I these stories it. because it was, it was a choice. You wanted a lifestyle change. You were like, and it brings me back to our theme of like business health, personal mm-hmm. health. And yep. we have to make these hard line decisions mm-hmm. Because when the one's suffering, the other yeah. desperately will too. Yep. It doesn't matter. The one will wobble the other one. Yep. If the business is suffering, it'll kill you health-wise. If your health is killing you, trust me, it'll yep. kill your bottom line. And th- this is yep. why I commend you for sharing the story rather than not. Because one, I truly believe that helps with the healing process. As a, Just as a yep. human being, as an yep. entrepreneur. Like uh, understanding that we learn from the ex- experiences that we walk through and mm-hmm. um you have sounding boards that says you're going to do it again and again un- until yep. it rocks out and you're going to explore and it's it's not a bad thing um yep. yeah uh. so well it was interesting cuz along the way i had some um i had some seed investors that were like Cheryl you got to take money Cheryl you got to take money and they were the women ones just maybe coincidentally and I couldn't do it because I was like, oh, my God. You know, the whole time we were, like, always half pregnant. No, I just need to give this a little <laughs> bit more. I just need to give this a little more. So I don't know how much it's – um I would say it was a thing with me. And so I have changed my thinking. Mm. Um That's interesting because you said before that, you know, you were uh, – so you were a middle-aged woman, woman and you had middle-aged women in your decks. And do you think that that was like a factor and like a huge factor in the fundraising? And, and, and like, what, how does that, yeah, this is a good question. Like, how does that sort of going to play into the next race? Um, I mean, I'm fundable and no one was going to doubt that. And I can, I can hold the room and cuss like a sailor and all that stuff. So I don't, I don't <laughs> suffer from the, um, the typical, like, you know, whatever stereotypical female issues in the room. That wasn't it. I think. I hit institutional bias the first time out because it was just so not pattern matching and it was the early stages of hardware. 
And then when we like struggled and bootstrapped and overcame everything, by the time we came back, I was late to the market, right? Things have gotten really competitive and maybe if I was a different kind of entrepreneur, maybe 27 and a guy and a little more more, uh, hubris and macho, like the unrealistic level, I could have gone out and raised $10 million because that's what I needed second time around. Mm -hmm. And that I need to think about and figure out. Um, but there's no way I'm going to sit down in front of a VC and like, honestly, no matter what I'm building, really, truly believe in my soul that like, whatever my dumb tech startup is, is going to change the world. Are you freaking kidding me? Like I've birthed children. Like I'll tell you changing the world. Nothing that shows up (laughs) on your mobile phone is going to change the world at that. You know, there's a naivete to that, Mm. that you can't. You can't have when you actually know how to build a company and you actually know how change happens. But I would challenge you a little bit there to just say that that is something. So I got feedback as I go out and raise my round. Uh-huh. I think we talked about this in the last show. So, but a, a female VC sat with me and said, Krista, the thing that VCs worry about is that women don't think big enough. Right. And she said, and it's not. And so I actually like have a slide in my deck that says like, we're building a unicorn doing this. Right. And I, and I put it in there and there's a part of me that feels uncomfortable saying it. Like I'm going to build a billion dollar company. At the same time, I just say it because I know that even if what I end up doing is building a $150 million company, VC's still walking away happy. Right, right. Exactly. And so, and so, yeah, I would just like, how does that sit with you? Because I feel like we do have to have a little bit more of that hubris as women going out and doing um, institutional fundraising. Oh, I totally think I have the capability to build a billion-dollar company. I, I right? like, without a damn doubt. <laughs> I mean, I've run a billion-dollar business in a P&L, right? Yeah. Like, I know how to do that. I know. Um, so, you know, that I actually know how to do it. I don't just think it could be done. Right. Um, but I think there's a difference between that and the fundamental of, like, changing the world. Sure. Right? All right. So, that's. Agreed. I think that's what I'm, you know. <laughs> but, same time, I mean, I saw... The company I just had create huge changes in people's lives because you change one person's life and then they change their family and that right. all trickles yeah. down and like and that is changing the world. It is. It just yeah. You can define it, a it differently. differently. You can, yeah. yeah. You yeah. convey it a little and differently. I think, I think all entrepreneurs define that a little bit differently. Yeah. I like to think the work that I do does change the world. Yeah. One little person or conversation <laughs> totally at a time. Does. But like it's uh, it's a very entrepreneurial minded yep. way of thinking about things, right? Yep. It's like. Well, I want to create a little bit of a ripple that stretches a long, long ways, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing I wanted to mention, because you brought up this great thing about, well, I'm a middle-aged woman... Yeah, we keep saying I'm a middle-aged I woman. Know. I sort of you said that to be up. funny. I wish yeah, we had no, video I here. I don't yeah. look like that, right? No. Like I don't look like you, my mother. You look like you're, you know, young. Uh, <laughs> she's an iron woman, you know? So here's the one thing. I read this Tech yeah. uh, Crunch article yesterday about. It's a great time to be a female entrepreneur. And I'm reading, and it's a great article, and blah, blah, blah. And it's still, it's a great article. It's well-written. It's very positive. And it ends on, and if you're a young woman, and you fucking lost me. Because quite frankly, I want you to feel inspired to still want to change the world, even at 91. And do it with a bunch of 20-year-olds. Don't just inspire young women. Yeah. That is the bloody silliest (laughs) thing that I really wish wasn't the way that the article was ended. I want to inspire all women at any age, any color, Mm -hmm. 
any background, any culture to be inspired to want to, to create their little ripple effect in the world, however yeah. big or bloody small. And I want to then encourage investors, angels, venture capitalists, accelerators to look beyond just what they look like, their age. Well, but I know, and I'm going to have to find this, the exact stat, but the actual average age of like your male founder entrepreneur is, is over 40, right? Yeah. Like they're actually more yeah. because they've, as they've had five companies that failed before, right? right. It's just time. So it I, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. All women bust that yeah. right in the chops. Love, yep. you know, beyond that, uh, I just really love inspiring people Absolutely. to try. And be okay. And, and I always try and, um, you know, I spoke to entrepreneurs last night about failure is not the opposite of success. It just isn't. Ah, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the road there. Mm-hmm. It's a part. Yep. It's not the opposite of. Yep. And I think a lot of us, I find myself convinced, like, if I'm failing, if I'm not figuring it out, I must not be succeeding. Yep. Well, you know, it's funny, especially, I mean, I know, you know, from a Silicon Valley perspective, because that's my, you know, that's my home turf. And they say, oh, we celebrate failure, but they never tell you those stories. And there's been, the, the great thing is there's been some good ones coming out yeah. recently. Yeah. Right? I mean, the guys from Get Satisfaction lately, here's what really happened, and we're not making any money when this sells, and here's why. Like, Boom. there's like another honest look. You know, my company's got 30 days till it shuts down. Like, people are starting to tell the honest stories of what's really involved, which I think is just a smart thing to do. I think it's so important. I I spoke at uh, Refresh Denver last week. I mentioned that earlier, and I spoke about diversity <laughs> and blah blah blah. But the one thing that really resonated with the audience was I said, listen. This is be a, this is about stories. Diversity mm-hmm. is about stories. Entrepreneurship is about stories. Life is about stories. Some of the mm-hmm. old stories have gotten us down some really nasty paths and some nasty social norms today. So mm-hmm. start telling new stories. Yep. Start redefining the stories. Start reinventing yourself with your own story. I think Cheryl, yep. one of the coolest things that I learned from Ten 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 was Tom Higley coaching us in a in a way yeah. to say you can always every day Return. rewrite your story. Yep. God. So I'll leave that with you for the listeners. So what would you, what would you say to our, our listeners, our women who are considering starting up? What's your piece of advice to them? Um, that's a great question. (laughs) Just do it. Uh, just do it as a perfectly good piece of advice. I mean, this is what I said a little bit when I talked to, um, when I talked last month, Lizelle, I started up my own company when I had it an idea that I was passionate about because mm-hmm. I knew that time would, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not like a great mom or anything, but like I, it was going <laughs> to compete with my kids in a different way. I had to view it as, you know, do I want this to be the fifth child, right? Because it sits with my family in that kind of way. I had to really care and turned out to be a smart thing to do because I'm looking at a lot of opportunities now, you know, small company needs a CEO, blah, blah, blah. Dude, there's a lot of stuff I just don't care about. And I'm like, nope, cut. So I couldn't do it. It's not my company, but I couldn't do it even. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, it took me a while to find that thing that I was so passionate about that I could, you know, take that risk and jump. Um, the whole path up until then, I was very conscious of what I wanted to learn at my different jobs. Mm-hmm. And I job jumped a lot because I'm a concept to launch expert. That's what I love to do. So like you're doing version two of the product, it'll go get someone else that can, you know, push version two out there. I'm doing the next thing. Um, 
but very deliberate in industries and skill sets and people skills or financial skills or technical skills. Um, so that by the time it, it was time for me to do my own thing, I could actually do something super complex and super gnarly in a super competitive market space and do it well. So I don't know how that translates into advice for people thinking of starting up, except that, or maybe that it's, you know, it's become so glamorized now, right? Oh, I'm going to do a startup. Fucking are you really damn sure? Like, do you care that much? And have you, you know, what do you bring to the table that you are really strong in? And who do you need to augment other things you're not strong in? And I think a little bit, I mean, I know for myself, that's come with experience. And over time, I thought I was better at a whole lot more things. And, you know, fresh out of business school in my 20s, right? I thought I was great at everything. And now, like, I know actually what I'm really great at. And I know how to attract people that are great at the things that I'm not great at. So I don't know what the advice is to people, but... I, I think you just gave it. Yeah. I think find oh, something you're pa- uh, look, passionate about. Find something you're really passionate about because it's really fucking hard to do a startup. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, and how can people learn more about you and maybe like keep, keep tabs on what you're going to do next? Because, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Twitter baby. Yeah. X founder. <laughs> I know. I love her Twitter handle. X X founder. That is a good Twitter. So Twiddle uh, handle. There's a Twiddle handle. <laughs> Follow uh, Cheryl's next ventures. That's going to be juicy. on Twitter at XX Founder. I mean, we're all going to be excited to see what you do next. And it's been just amazing to have you here on Woman Who Startup Radio. If our listeners wants to go crazy and tell us that you love XX Founder. Cheryl Kelland. <laughs> uh, do so. Hit us up at Women Who Start Up on Twitter with the hashtag Women Disrupt. That was episode six. I, I'm sorry, Krista, but you know, I swear to God, like we seem to keep picking like really cool, badass female entrepreneurs to talk to. We keep learning and growing because of these amazing people. Am I right? Is a is a real honor, you know. And it's funny because you're, you're like, oh, you know, we're sitting here talking about how there aren't enough women founders, and yet. We find tons of them tons, to talk to. Tons of us. You know, there, there are tons of them. So I think it's all, I, maybe we got to stop. We got to just change our, our we stories. We have to change our mindset. And not, it's not that there aren't enough women founders. It's that we are not telling their stories, to your point about stories. Damn and right. That's I like really, that one. That is really what we're here to do. That's what Women Who Startup Radio is about. This yeah. is about the voices of female entrepreneurship. And yeah. this is why I want it to have a ripple effect. So... Episode six. I want to thank all our listeners for joining us here on Women Who Startup Radio. Seriously, uh, one, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, we want to hear from you, especially on iTunes. Please leave us some feedback. That helps us get bounced up and get um, popular so that more incredible people can hear about us. You can learn all about what Women Who Startup, um, the organization is about, womenwhostartup.co. I always want to thank my incredible co-host, Krista Morgan, the CEO of P2 to be investor. We're always chilling here in the amazing P2B investor conference room in sunny Denver, Colorado. So and it was snowing yesterday. It was snowing. Yeah, let's not talk about the spring snow. Um, and you always want to give big, thanks. Yes. Big thank you to Aaron and Leah, uh, without whom we would not be here. Or close or know what we're we, doing. We would have nothing without them. So we're very grateful that they're here uh, making sure that we can put this podcast out. And um, yeah, I think what we want to say to everyone is stay healthy. Think about your business health. Think about your personal health. Don't be afraid to tell people to have tea and not wine. 
keep exercising. I don't know what else. What else did we take away from today? The only thing I'll leave you with as always, keep climbing. Thanks for listening to Women Who Start Up Radio with Lizelle Van Buren and Krista Morgan. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to tell everyone you know to subscribe on iTunes. Check out our website, womenwhostartup.co, and follow us on Twitter at Women Who Start Up. And don't forget our hashtag, Women Disrupt. This has been a Women Who Start Up production. Join us next time for another edition of Women Who Start Up Radio.